to get down. I'm not internationally known, but I'm known to rock the microphone because I get stupid. I mean outrageous. Stay away from me if you're contagious. Cause I'm the winner. No, not a loser. To be an MC is what I choose. Uh, ladies love me. Girls adore me. I mean, even the ones who never saw me like the way that I rhyme at a show. The reason why I'm in, I don't know. So let's go, cause. You know how it goes, right? That's right. We rolling. We rolling? We rolling, son. That's right. We roll. Let's not say that full effect thing again. Okay. Right. That made it sound like old ass dude. <laughs> like Rex in effect. <laughs> Check, baby. What yeah. is that? Check, baby. In full effect. effect. Yeah. yeah. That oh, is. please. That's, me. <laughs> that's old. Yeah. Okay, that's, that is old. Seriously. All right, man. It's, 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 it's on you. So uh, what's the name of the show? Bring that beat back. Bring that beat back. I can't bring, even speak. Bring that beat back. Bring that beat back. All right. And uh, what is the concept of our show there, uh, Mr. Wicks? Oh, today, man, we are listening to none other than Isaac Hayes. All right. Well, we'll tell them what the show's about. Oh, first. okay. The show. Yeah. Okay. So what we do, we look at all these, some of the dopest beats, and we want to know which artists use these, these, these cool beats. You know, where do they get these beats from? These rhythms, all this, this, the instrumentation, where do they get this stuff from? All right. And uh, so we did a little bit of crate digging. So what do yeah. you do? Do you like go, oh, I really like this track and then find out who sampled the track? Or do you go, you know, do you think about the original first or who sampled it? So here's the thing. This is what I do. I do a little uh, crate digging. All right. And I want to know, I mean, if I hear something that's really funky, jazz, and then all of a sudden, it may be a month or so, and I hear this tune, you know, like I heard Isaac Hayes walk on by. I heard it, and I was like, wait a minute. Yo, this, this okay. hip-hop artist used this. So then that's when you start doing your research. That's when I start okay. doing my research. That's when I start I, I, I'm connecting all the dots. Okay, I got that's you. That's what I do. All right. I was just curious how you do it. Yeah. Because for me, uh, a lot of times, no, that's, I, I'll take it back. I was going to say a lot of times, uh, I know the hip hop track. Right. And then I try and dig and try and, you know, find out where they got those samples from. Right. But uh, no, I listen to a lot of old school stuff. My right. kids used to hate it because I only played old school station. Right. You know, in the car. And oh, they're like, God. you know, there are other stations. And I'm like, yeah, but this has got the funk. Man, my kids, they do that to me all the time. <laughs> they just, okay, Dad, I'll have my earphones on. Yeah, now, right, with, yeah. with, with my youngest, we don't even talk. He's got his, his, yes. his AirPods in, and that's, that's the ride. My oldest, though, she appreciates what I listen to. Yeah? Yeah. I think I, think I might have told you this story. My oldest... And this was many, many years ago. He wanted, uh, wanted me to download, illegally download this song. Illegal. And I went, all right. I was, this was back in LimeWire days. Right. Right? Napster type Oh, yeah. you're going back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I downloaded it and I hit play. And it was just cursing all the way through. <laughs> I don't remember the song. I have to ask him. I'll tell you next week what the track wow. is. But it's cursing all the way through. And he must have been like 13 at the time. And I'm going, why are you listening to this crap? Oh, this song is hot, Dad. And I said, yeah, but you could talk about sex without actually saying right. the word sex. Right. And he's going, ah. And I said, you know what, man? You're going to have a lesson today. Would and you? I made him sit and listen to a bunch of Earth, Wind, and Fire. Oh, my goodness. And then yes. the Commodores. And then we topped off his day with listening to, to me, the, the, the best uh, writing duo 
uh, Elton John and Bernie Taffin. Okay. I made him sit and listen to a whole bunch of Elton John tracks. You know, at first he was like, ah, but by the time he was done, he's like, yo, that was dope. Right. So he has uh, a bit of an eclectic taste, more so than my youngest. My youngest, he'll listen to that mumble rap. And uh, talk about, you know, Trippy Red is hot. I'm like, oh my God. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Travis Scott. I'm like, all right, man. So. Yeah, that's that's amazing, man. Yeah, so I, you know, while I'm driving, I'm listening to my tracks. And then I do what you do. And then I go, you know what? Who sampled this? And a lot of times I could pick it out immediately. Right. Then when you go back and you go, oh my God. Like, I had no idea this particular song that you're going to talk about today. How many times was it sampled? Oh my God! Over thirteen hundred times. That's crazy. That's <laughs> that's amazing. That's crazy. It's, now you're hoping he's getting paid. Yeah, that's a lot of money, man. Yeah. Well, <laughs> sorry, his estate. I'll take it right. back. Yeah. Thirteen. I I could not believe that. Yeah. Thirteen over thirteen hundred times, man. I mean that that that's a banging beat. Yeah. Well, I found uh, I think a hundred and three. Okay. Is what I ended up finding. And that's still, you know, amazing. I wish somebody sampled my stuff out here three times. <laughs> Look, at least you got some stuff to be sampled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I collected some pennies off of uh, some stuff. Oh, my God. We'll talk about that in another uh, segment. All right, so what's the track, man? So the track is Walk On By. The track is Walk On By. Uh-huh. And I got some, there's an interesting backstory about this track. Okay. It was originally uh, composed and produced by Burt Bacharach. That's crazy, really. And Hal David All right. for Dionne Warwick, 1963. So she was the original... Si- original right. singer-performer. Okay, because I remember her version. Right, and right. I remember my parents listening to that version, okay. digging it. And but yeah, it was for them. And you know it charted. Yeah, of course. Uh, it was a huge song. Oh, man, number one on Cashbox Rhythm a, and Blues chart, 1964. And it was a big song. Number six in Billboard 100. All right. With Dionne Warwick. Yeah, walk on by. And who was her niece? You know, none other than Whitney Houston. <laughs> and, you know, when I look at, you know, when Whitney, while Whitney was alive, you know, there are times when they were together, uh-huh. together, and they looked so much alike, right. man. Yeah. You know, I was like, yo, is Dion is that the mom? I mean, it's, you know, because she looked a lot like, like Whitney. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, first song that I, first big song that I worked on. Uh, was a remake of a Sissy Houston track. Wow. Yeah. What was the name of it? Uh, Think It Over. Think It Over. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And it now was, what is it? Was it pop, gospel? It was, was it? Uh, it was like a soul okay. type track. Wow. And uh, guess who was redoing it? Jennifer Holiday. I am telling you Jennifer Holiday? Yeah, Jennifer Holiday. Wow. So uh, I'll, I'll bring that track in so you can hear it. Yeah. It was never released. Man. It was never released. Never released. Yeah, we did the track. I did the remix to it. We did a dance remix. Now, let me ask you this. What year was that? Not to date you, but what year was that, man? Uh, that we did that track. We did that, you know what? It's uh, 2000. So that's not that, you know. It's 20 long, years ago. Okay, but still. It's 20 years. Yes, 20 years ago. But I thought you were going to say maybe 90s or 80s. No, 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 no. It was it was 20 years ago. I remember. Because it was coming up close to, you know, it was Y2K madness. Yeah, everyone was going right. crazy. There was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so okay. we did. I did that remix. And then I got to hear the Sissy Houston version. Okay. Because the, uh, the producer that I was working with. Produced the original version to that. Who, who was that? Who was uh, Michael Zager. Zager. Yeah, uh, Michael Zager and uh, Rest of Soul uh, Jerry Love. 
Okay. Uh, Love Zager production. Okay. Uh, Michael Zager did uh, Let's All Chant. You the told disco me a song, bit about yeah, that, yes. yeah. So I did a bunch of tracks with them. Uh, Michael Zager, a phenomenal, phenomenal uh, uh, musician, composer. Right. Uh, I mean, super, super nice guy. Wow. And uh, they have a tremendous catalog. I've sampled a lot of stuff from their catalog, actually, because I got permission. So you it's know, who you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Seriously, you know. yeah. Being able to uh, just go through and listen to these records and. You know, as you'll see as we go, you know, further into this show, all you need is two bars. You know, you can snag something that's two bars and make a, a completely different composition from it. So just to be able to get stuff like that and, you know, pick and pull. Two bars. Yeah. Okay, because you know I'm going to be asking you to break things down. All right, man. Definitely. No problem. So you know what? Let's get it in, man. Let's listen to... Uh, you want to let's play a little bit of Dionne Ward's version? Do, you, do we have that available? Of... Oh, oh welcome by. by. You know what? I can get it. Let's uh, let's start off with uh, with uh, Isaac Hayes. Okay, okay. And then I'll I'll, I'll bring in the, the Dion Warwick. One. Okay, let's right. do that. So uh, here you go. many levels. <laughs> Hayes changed the game with this. Changed the game with this. I agree. Listen, it's it's just got funk all over it, and uh, I'm sure anybody out here that's uh, you know into sampling could have snatched like I don't know the whole four minutes oh my God, and chopped man. it up. 
You know what? This song was revolutionary because first it was longer than the industry norm. Normally yeah, you know what? How long is the original? The original is it's under three minutes. Dion Warwick's version is huh? under three minutes. Normally at that time, industry standard, three to four minutes. Yeah, well, four minutes is still a lot. And that's long. Yeah, yeah. But this dude changed the game with 12 minutes. 12 minutes. And you hear so a lot of elements. And there's a big change that happens yeah. in the middle of the song. Right. Yeah, I, I thought that was kind of cool. I mean, it, this, you have elements of gospel, soul, yeah. pop, psychedelic. Yeah. You know, this guy was like, first of all, Hayes was a musician, bottom line. Yeah. A musician's musician. Right, yeah. right. I mean, he, in fact, immersed in jazz. His first album, uh -huh. actually presenting Isaac Hayes, flopped. Did it really? Yeah, it didn't. Because of the fact that I guess he approached it, he, used, he was into jazz. Okay. No one was trying to hear it, but they gambled with this. You know, they gambled with this. Al Bell, studio exec, said, yo, man, I need you guys because since we split from, uh, what is that, Atlantic, uh -huh. you know, all of our, a lot of our catalog was lost. So guess what? I need you guys to produce some material. You were speaking about that before, right? Yeah. So yeah, expound on that a yeah. little. So. so here's the thing, man. This was kind of interesting. Um, because there was a split with Atlantic Records in, there was a split in, um, from Atlanta Records in 1964. Uh -huh. So basically now Stax Records, that was a record label. Right, I remember uh, Based in uh, Memphis, Tennessee. They didn't have a lot, a lot of catalog left. So therefore, Al Bell, you know, the executive at the time, realized like, hey, yo, you know, we could possibly lose our business. Right. Had the musicians create material. And also he wanted Isaac Hayes to create something. He needed creative production, but Isaac Hayes said on one condition, I, have, I need complete creative, creative control. control. You just knew that was coming. You, you know it. <laughs> and you know, and during that time, late 60s, black, uh, black power movement, Black arts movement, you know, it was like, yo, I want right. to own, I wanna own some, something. I want right, to own something. Well, that was Hayes' mindset. Right. Because, I mean, back then, we were just getting jacked left, right, and center. Right. And I'm not just saying blacks. I'm right. saying... In general. In general. In general. That's what in the industry was. Oh, well, yeah. It was. You know, right. sign this. See that big shiny car outside? Right. That's yours. Yeah. Here's a fistful of dollars. And, uh, yeah, you don't make any more money, but that's cool. And, you know, if you're broke and you're hungry... That's it. You, hell yeah, it's only one song. You know, you know right. it's only one album. I could make that up until, you know, 30 years later, somebody, <laughs> Microsoft used it in a commercial. Like, yo, where's, yeah. my, where's my part? Yeah. Where's my money? Yeah. So that gamble, man, you know, paid off. That's, that's cool. That's cool. And, and you know what? I mean, obviously, you have to know what you're doing to be able to get those type of deals. Yeah. I think uh, uh, Ray Charles, when he was renegotiating, he's like, yo, I want my master's. And, and a lot of people don't get that. You know what? Talk a little bit about that because that's so important. Yeah. The thing is, uh, all right, if, if I've paid for the studio session. Okay. So let's say, for instance, like I have, I have a group that I'm producing right now. Right. And, uh, you know, they write some of the music. You know, they write all the lyrics. I contribute the music, the production, whatever. But I put them in the studio. It's my money to put them in the studio. I do, yeah. I do everything outside of. You know, just them doing their their music. Um, you know, the, their their contribution. I own those masters. That's my property. That's right. Uh, Your you can, investment. Yeah, you could you can you know uh, you can share in copyright. We can share in publishing the whole nine yards. But right. the masters belong to me. Okay. To do with as I see fit. Man. 
So when cats say, you know, hey, listen, we want to own our masters, and it's a, it's a, you know, a negotiation back and forth. That's the real deal. Wow. And then I'm sure you know about people getting, you know, yoked ripped, on their publishing. Yeah, ripped off, yeah. You know, the same thing. You know, when you sign with a record label, a lot of times they're going to say, well, we want to have the publishing on it. And if you're not well-versed in what your publishing is, you they know, you go, yeah, you sign, you sign away your publishing. And, then, and you don't get paid every time the song is played, every time it's pressed up. You get, you get none of that. You know, and then you got kids that go, oh, well, you know, I did the poor man's copyright. I mailed it to myself. Well, you might as well mail a blank check to yourself because that's about how much it's worth. It's wow. it's, it's absolutely useless. Um, so, yeah, that's you, you want to own your publishing. Your, you want to own your masters and then obviously your copyright. Man, because that's money that you can net in the future. That's just that's. You can yeah. always stay paid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I told you, uh, a, a real good friend of mine, my uh, my mentor, gave me my first job in this industry, uh, Timmy Thomas. Timmy Thomas owned his publishing. Okay. And, you know, Drake did uh, what was that? Uh, uh, Hotline Bling. Right. That's, Which was, what was the original song? What did he use? Why Can't We Live Together? Why Can't We Live Together, yeah. And that's by Timmy Thomas. So he ain't got to split that with nobody. <laughs> Because that's his. That's creation. his right, exactly. He owned wow. his publishing on it, and that's and that's what you wanted. That's you what know. you aspire to. That's the name. And this of the is game. we're talking from 1975. I think that came out. I remember listening to that song. Yeah. So from 1975 till now, you're still getting paid. He's getting paid on it. So every time that's played, he gets. Oh yeah. It's so. What is it? Is it through ASCAP? Who was that? Who, it's 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 there's 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 three uh, performance rights organizations here okay. in the state. So you have ASCAP, BMI, and CSAC. Okay. And you have SOCAN in uh, in Canada. So every time it's played, whoever you're signed up with. Right. So if you're a writer for ASCAP, you know, if if a song's played on the radio, they have to report that that song's being played. And as the owner of that publishing. You get a percentage, you know. You get paid whatever the standard rate is. I don't remember what it the is. Standard rate is okay. Yeah, I don't remember what it is. It's 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 pennies. It's not a whole lot, but you know, if you have a number one song, that's a lot. You know, you're talking about how many times it's played in each territory. You know, how many times is it played in L.A.? How many times is it played in California? How many times is it played in the U.S.? How many times is it played around the world? So your song could be played ten times an hour worldwide. You know that's almost comparable to actors when they when a show goes into syndication, syndication of course, yeah. residuals or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and and that's only of recent. If you remember back in the days, no, the actors weren't getting no residuals from no. uh, their no. syndication. They, they fought for that. I remember James Garner. Remember Rock the yeah, Files. Of course, yeah, yeah. Made lots of money. I don't think he really earned much from that. Right, and Other that was a hit show. I yeah, remember that when I was younger. It was a big hit. Yeah, that's interesting. People. Watch yourselves. Uh, it's it's educating yourself yeah, really. Yeah. It's 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 there's no excuse not to be educated on the industry today because you've got YouTube, you've got all yeah. these courses that you can take. Uh, you know, uh, recording studios and uh, promotion people and marketing people. They all put on these small seminars where they have you know these uh, label heads and and people come through breaking it down yeah, for them. To go with your notebook, sit and ask as many questions as you can. You mm. know, get well versed in it because you could leave a lot of money on the floor. And I've done that. I've done wow. that. I've left. I've, I've had stuff that was played that I did not. You know, didn't do the proper any. registration on. It. I didn't collect. Oh man! 
But then, you know, one song that I did, you know, it got used for a commercial. Wow. And we got paid. And I was like, oh, hell, I wasn't even expecting that. Yeah, I remember you mentioning that. Yeah. You were like, yo, man, I got some dough. I got yeah, it's, they, you know, my man called me up, said, hey, what you doing? I was like, I'm sitting here chilling. Head down to South Beach, man, I got something for you. He came down and cut me a nice fat check and said, you know, this got played on a commercial uh, for a TV show. And I was like, yep. That's deep. Yeah. That's deep. <laughs> that, that That's so interesting, man. You know, you, you got to protect yourself and there's... But that's the business part. Right. You know, I've always said there's a difference between the business of making music and the music making business. Okay. And successful musicians know the difference. Wow. And you've got to, you have to be well schooled. You have to be well versed. You can't sit back and say, well, I'll let my attorney take care of that or I'll let my manager take care of that. You need to know what's going on. I'm sure you've heard a gazillion stories of the managers getting over. Oh, I've heard you know a lot. I mean? And I don't know a lot about that, but. You got to be an active participant yeah, in your you business. You just can't be passive. Because it is a business. Right. It's the music business or it's the entertainment business. business. You have to be well versed. You got to know it. And we've had we've heard horror stories, yeah. man, you all are. the time. All right. You want to hear Dion Warwick? Yes, yes. Let's right. listen to Miss Warwick. If you see me walking down the street and I start to cry each time we meet, walk on by, walk on by, make believe that you don't see the tears, just let me grieve in private, cause each time I see you, I break down and I gotta add this what's that i love this version uh -huh. one for one it reminds me of my mom because she's a she was a big dion ward fan but when i listen to it man and i like i said i got i appreciate this woman her style it, i feel all melancholy dude <laughs> because you know it's it's, it's a, it really is a sad song you know it's, it's a, walk on by don't even acknowledge me bro i don't you ain't got nothing for me and i ain't got nothing if you see yeah yeah you know and, and how many times have we been told that in our yeah. life yeah hey when you see me just don't, keep going yeah just keep going i mean honestly i mean when i hear her version i'm like i'm sad yeah when I hear Isaac's version, I'm like, yo, you know, this is funky. I ain't even, that's maybe that's being a little sexist, but I don't, I don't even have that thought. This that, is, yeah, this is every high school relationship I ever had. Yeah. <laughs> I can relate to this Man. one. But yeah. What year did this come out? Do you know? Uh, 1969. Well, okay. which, which version? Dion Warwick. 64. Okay. 64. Because it does sound like that's mid-60s. It, pop, yeah. ballad, you know, and it was written by Burt Bacharach. You know, and, right? And so you so got that that element. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I mean, you know, prolific producer, uh -huh. composer, but it's just different. Cool. All righty. Yeah. Okay. And also, you know, I'm going to add this. What's that? We got to give homage, man, to uh, 
uh, Isaac Hayes band. Oh yeah, please. You know he talk about the band. Is the Barcase right funk band, which you turned me on to because yeah. I didn't know. And you see, man, you know what? I, I my wife mentioned this. She said, "Yo, you got to bring up this." You're you know growing up in Inglewood, California. For uh-huh. those of you who don't know, look, man, that was a funk town. We really listened to a lot of funk, right? And I remember listening to Barcase. You know, like in the late seventies, early eighties, shake your rump to the funk. Yeah, uh, no, move no. your boogie body. You not you don't you didn't listen no. to the bar. Listen, I grew but up in right. New York. It was yeah. a little different. Yeah, man. that's true. I forget. I forget. It was a little different, yeah. and I know we spoke about this, but I don't know why the funk didn't make it. It probably <laughs> did, just not in my circles. I don't. Right. Really, I could tell you what was on the radio. You know what I mean? Okay. But you got to remember, in in the late seventies, early eighties, hip hop was coming up or rap. And you guys were in the center of it. Yeah, we that's, we you that's had, true. You were in the center of it. You had one oh uh, what is it one oh seven point five, uh, uh, WBLS with uh, Mr. Magic. I've heard of him. And he had ninety eight point seven Kiss, right? Right. Um, with uh, was uh, who was who was it? DJ Red Alert. Um, oh, wow. You had Legends, I mean man. so you had yeah. you had the hip hop stuff that we listened to that was. Once that was coming up, man, we I didn't hear anything else. You know, and then back here, man, in, in Los Angeles, that area, you didn't hear a lot of hip hop. You know, I think really? the, the big one of the biggest hits during that time. I think what was nineteen seventy nine, the breaks by Curtis, Curtis Blow. Blow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, and also the Sugar Hill Gang. Those right. are the things that we listened to. I mean, we thought that was just insane there so right. you had already you heard that he was like you know it's you, yeah you know what i'm saying that was like okay mundane for you guys because we were hearing so much other things right you know what i mean and, right. and i think and you know i'm probably going to get some hate mail on this but you know the breaks and the sugar hill gang and and all of that stuff uh that was kind of uh, like lightweight starsky right because yeah. it started to get a little rougher you know yeah, what I'm saying edgy, but that stuff yeah. wasn't making it to the radio that okay. was all indie stuff right and you know we'd get those mixtapes you know, or my man at uh, Rock and Soul. Shout out to Rock and Soul Records in Midtown okay. Manhattan. I'd go there. My man would hand me, you know, the records that's, you know, this is what's burning the clubs right now. See, we didn't. I, at least I wasn't around individuals who. Yeah. I mean, hip hop wasn't like that in that out here. Area. And that's funny again. Yeah. And what's what was strange for us in in uh, in New York, growing up in New York, when I heard Dre stuff and I heard like the samples. That they okay. were using and the Parliament Funkadelic stuff. Now we knew, I knew who, uh, you know, uh, Parliament Funkadelic yeah, was, yeah. but it wasn't, it wasn't killing big, the radio yeah, like right. I'm sure it was over here. Okay. So when he'd pull those samples, I'd be like, "Yo, man, this is some funky, funky stuff." And you know, come to find out, obviously that the samples that that he's pulling, but it was just so tastefully done. Yeah. yeah you know, and I'm yeah. just like, "Yo, man, this is crazy." Yeah, they were. See, see, that's what we were listening to. You know, your Barcase yeah. Funkadelic. But you see, know. here was very similar to, to in Texas. Okay. Because then I got a big taste of that when I was in Texas. And I was in Texas uh, late 80s. Oh, yeah. You're at the height of the funk, so. Mid to late 80s, yeah. right. Uh, yeah. And, Era. <laughs> and what you guys were doing on, you know, the Midwest and on the West Coast was more the funk stuff. And by then, we were doing more the jazz stuff. You know, yeah. they were sampling more jazz type records. Well, you know what? I noticed that. And then obviously of, Beastie came out and sampled Rockstar. Rockstar. Yeah. You know what? I noticed that in a lot of early 80s hip hop from New York. Just, and actually not, yeah. uh, late 80s as well, heavy influenced by jazz. Jazz, yeah. Big time. Who was that? Uh, Pete Rock. Pete Rock, yeah. And Premier. And exactly. honestly, 
I started listening to a lot of those guys because I like I'm a big I'm a jazz fan. Right. That's your that's your that's your thing. Yeah, I love yeah. jazz and I remember listening to Premier that was a Gangstar uh, uh, his producer, right. Uh, I remember I forgot yeah. the cut and but it was they use um Night in Tunisia by Diaz Gillespie. Okay. Just blew me away. I just wanted to add that. <laughs> that's that's crazy. I told you, you know, last week it was for me it was uh um Take me to the Mardi Gras. You, you know what? Once <laughs> when you turn me on to that, dude, you kind of like okay. It's like now I'm searching for things. <laughs> you kind you were the catalyst for that, honestly. Yeah. yeah, when you when you turn me on to that, Bob James. Yeah, yeah. That's, but see, here's yeah. the thing, though. It took me a while right. to get past the break. Okay. Because I'd only listen to the break, and we'd backspin the break, and you know we'd have guys come in and rap, and we'd backspin you know the break, and I never got past it. Because I'm like, ah, what is this? But as I got older, you start appreciating. I'm like, it. yo, yeah. yeah, I could take this, yeah. I could flip this, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I listened to more of the record, and there was more parts of the record that I wanted to sample because it still had. It still had, you know, the elements of the funky break, right, right. but now it's got some music on there. See, now it was more than just that break beat right. originally. Well, listen. You grow as a musician, you know what I mean? Oh, man. All right, so we've... Uh, we've talked a lot we've about We've talked it. a lot. Let's <laughs> listen to some music. So who uh, who sampled uh, Walk On By, the Isaac Hayes version? So let's look at... We're going to look at Beyonce's. All right, so let's start off with Beyonce before Six you get Six Inch. Into All right, Six so inch. this is Beyonce. With The weekend. Honestly, this was the first time I heard this song. Uh -huh. I had I, never heard it before I, either. I, I'm pretty sure because I'm out of the club limelight, uh -huh. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was Club Banger. Oh, this? You know, it was with number 18 on the Billboard 100. This is my first time hearing it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, that's the weekend. Yeah. So it, it's, it's, it's nice. And listen, I, I, we did a Beyonce remix. Unfortunately, the label didn't pick it up. Oh, wow. We, yeah, we were commissioned to do it. We did the remix and, you know, uh, A&R department passed on it. Well, now for what? Which thing? Because we was black. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> now you angry? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm angry. <laughs> okay. No, they uh, they asked us to do a uh, a dance uh, remix to Countdown. Okay. And uh, we did. It, it's when, uh, man. When when did this happen? This was probably five years ago, six years ago. Yo, and, uh, you need you you hide the information, bro, bro, because I didn't know anything about that. Yeah, I thought I told you. No, no. we, we uh, they gave us twenty four hours to do this remix. I got twenty four hours to do this remix. Uh, we got the vocals, and um, it, it was it was at a weird tempo. I think it was like maybe at 
79 or 80 BPMs. Now to make a dance remix, you, you want to be up, yeah, you got to be up at around 120 BPM. Okay. So you could either speed the vocals up, you know, very fast from 80 to 120, which means she's talking really, really fast, but then you got to bring the pitch down so she doesn't sound like Mickey Mouse. Now there's software that allows you to do that. You can change the speed without changing the, the pitch. Wow. Essentially. So um, we tried it at that and it, to me it just sounded too fast. It, it, it you lost the funk in it, to be quite yeah, honest with you. Because it was too fast. Right. It's too fast. But then you could do something like at half step or half time. So if the song's going to be at 120, I could make her vocals at 70. But at 70, it sounded like it was dragging. Mm. So what we decided to do was to do uh, a dubstep remix. And dubstep was just coming out. I mean, uh, I've heard that. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a big it's electronic form of music. Right. Uh, Skrillex, uh, Nero, you got some guys out there killing it with dubstep. So this was our first attempt at doing dubstep. We listened to a lot of their music and we put something together. Now with dubstep, I was I was able to keep the original tempo of her vocals, um, and the dubstep remix was at 160. So if it was at 80 BPMs, okay. then the song was going at 160, um, which was fine for dubstep because it's usually played back at about half speed. Okay. Um, I mean, not not necessarily played back, but you you know the vocals and 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 the drums and everything are like at half speed. Um, and we did it, and everybody loved it. But the A and R department they weren't thought, feeling it. Yeah, they thought it dubstep was too new. Um, it was too euro, and they didn't think uh, people out here would get it. Untried. They just didn't want to. But they were really cool about it. They told us we can do whatever we wanted with the single. We just couldn't sell it. Mm. So, you know, we put it on our social media. But the minute that we put it on YouTube, YouTube flagged it. You know, this wow. is Beyonce, you know, copyright infringement. I'm like, yo, it's you... our song. So we had to appeal it and it just going back and forth. And I just said, you know what? I'm not making no money off it. So, so yeah. I'm done. But uh, what I was trying to say is I got. And I like Beyonce, you know, just oh, yes. as much as every Beyonce fan. I'm not part of the beehive, but, I, you know, she's obviously extremely talented. Oh, yes. But I did not gain my respect for Beyonce till I heard her acapella vocals. Wow. When I heard her sing this yeah. particular song, acapella, myself and my production partner, we just looked at each other and went, oh, my God. She can sing. This girl can she sing. She can sing. She can sing. And you can tell it's not auto-tuned. No. She was, I mean. She's the truth. She yeah, can sing. I was absolutely blown away absolutely Man. and i've done you know i've done remixes and i've heard other people saying i'm like yeah that's why you double your vocals and yes. triple your vocals you, know, you don't sing that because well. you're not a singer exactly right. now let me ask you this with this song what's happening here what does she do you, can you break out that just with this with well, the I'm, a, I'm gonna listen to it again just a little bit just tell us what's happening because i i just want to know i want you to break that down for us she added lots of things but i mean you know you've you've got that heavy kick with the with the bass note on it now you hear the sample in the back right yes i do yeah yeah it's like yeah. All right, so essentially, and, and I love when people do this. What they did is they took the original sample and they filtered it. 
So oh. they filtered out more than likely the kick. They filtered, you know, filtered them at all the bottom end, filtered out all the high end, and you just have the mids and the high mids going through. So you can barely hear it in the back, but yeah. that's going to ride on top of the whole new composition that they did on top. Okay. So that kind of just, it fills it out, essentially. So if you pulled it out, you'd know it was missing. Right. But you have to listen hard to hear it in there. Yeah, because I can barely, you can barely hear it. I can barely right. hear it, yeah. And, and that's, that's, that's very common, especially when you're doing an R&B song and you're pulling a sample. Okay. And, you know, it's something that you and I spoke about earlier. Um, you know, you want to make sure that it's in the same key of whatever it is you're playing. Yeah, that's so important. It becomes, so the sample becomes a musical element in the song. The same way you'd have a piano riff or something like that. You've got the sample playing in there. Damn, that's interesting. Man. And that's that's a that's a technique or a trick from uh, you know, the bomb squad. Shackley. Yeah. Shockley and Hanking Eric Sadler. Sadler. Hanky yeah. Key Shockley, yeah. Right, right. That's that was their thing. Um Oh, if you want to, oh, if you want a baseline, find a record with the baseline that you like. Filter everything out and only play the bass. Baseline, yeah. And then if you want a guitar riff, filter the drums out, filter the bass out, and just have the frequency that the the guitar is in. Now, the cool thing about that is it's going to play other instruments that's in that same frequency. That's just going to add flavor to it. Mm. So you'll hear, you know, three or four different rhythms going at the same time. So when you listen, and that's why they called it music's worst nightmare. When you listen wow. to their, yeah, you listen to their music, there's so much stuff going on because they've got so many elements coming in and out. Wow. Which is, and, and that's, I adopted that production style. When I, I read an interview when they were talking about that, and I was like, yo, you know, inadvertently that's what we were doing, but not to the degree that they were doing it. Now, are those cats still around? Are they still doing something? I don't know. You know what? I'll look that up. Yeah. I'm not sure because it'd be a shame if they're not. Because I remember them, I remember they did Ice Cube's first when he went solo. Did he? Yeah, I think the Bomb Squad. The Bomb Squad. Yeah, I think the, the, he worked with them as well. Yeah, yeah. Cuba I know he them. had as the the Lynch Mob. Yeah, but yeah, he, it was uh, when yeah. he left NWA. Okay. He connected with them. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll find. We'll do some research. Yeah, for research sure. on that. But yeah, he did. All right. Well, who else you got? I got. Let's look at my man Pac. Me against the world. All right. Let's see. It's just me against the world This was a hot record. Okay. Okay. You know yeah. whether you're a, a pop fan or not. It, it was, was a number huge one yeah. for four consecutive weeks. Was it really? Yeah. 
yeah. on on the hip hop charts or on the uh, pop charts? Just uh, Billboard, Billboard two hundred. Yeah, yeah, that's a pop chart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a big deal. Really? Yeah. So I mean, you know, it was crazy. Wow. You know? And I, you know, I I got a chance to. Uh, there was a museum. Uh, God, this was. I think I went to some museum. I forgot the name of it. Los Angeles. Uh-huh. And they had a uh, display. Not a display, but what do you call that? What is that? Um, oh my God! I'm looking for the right word, man. Um, but it was. It was. Just, they talked about Pac's work. They okay. had. Uh-huh. They had. The, uh, his composition books, his work ethic was insane. Oh yeah, I've I've read that, dude. It yeah. was. It's, I mean, I literally. There were composition books filled with lyrics and yeah. poems. Man. I mean, this guy was like a robot. Honestly. Yeah, I, I, I have read that. I think yeah. they discussed that in uh, one of the documentaries when yeah. he had gotten out. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, I think Suge had him in the studio. I mean, he was. And he just worked. You, there was footage, man. Of, there was footage of this guy basically while, you know, they're playing the music. You know, a lot. He's a lot writing. Going, he's writing. Yeah, but that's 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 hip hop. Yeah, that? I mean, he he was serious, yeah. man. I used to have cats that uh, would rent the studio just to sit in the studio and write. Wow. I'm like, you can write at home for free. But they, you know, <laughs> what? sixty dollars an hour. <laughs> Does that not remind you of hanging out at a place like Workspace? Yeah, yeah. When you have your creative influences, yeah, yeah. you no. got to be around that environment, yeah. man. And and that's what they all say. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. got the speakers, you got yeah. this. I'm like, yeah. you could buy some PA speakers and put them in your house. Right. Well, it's not. It's you know, it's in the studio. Right. You know, it's being in the booth. B O O F. It's being in the booth. <laughs> I'm like, all right, okay. I'll never turn money down. <laughs> you know, come and sit and write. But you get it though. Yeah. Uh, you know, Achilles. Yeah. That's what he does. Okay. He does yeah, write. Yeah. He does write at home, but he'll he'll be in the studio all day. And I'm going. Did you record anything? No, man. I was just writing. But you in that? You know, you in that space. I man. get it. You know, you, that's like a, a athlete. You know, you, you at home. You know, you might be practicing <laughs> running on the treadmill. <laughs> running on the treadmill. <laughs> but you, you, you got to be in that environment. Man. I mean, I got a I got a hoop in the backyard. Yeah, but it's that, not the same. It's not the same, man. Not at all. So you, you know, hey, that that just fosters that commitment. You know, that interest. Okay. All right. Now, who else? Last you got? but not least, man. Oh, you can't say last. There's a couple. Oh yeah, you're right. You know, cause like your boy. Okay, okay. Who you want to play? Warning. All right, that's, that's what I was figuring. Yeah, I was yeah, like, this, yeah, this okay. is yeah, All notorious right. B.I.G. There you go. Really clever, man. Yeah, this is real clever. is this page of me at 5 46 in the morning crack of dawning now i'm yawning wipe the cold out my eye see who's this page of me and why it's my nigga pop from the barber shop told me he was in the gambling spot and heard the intricate plot a niggas want to stick me like fly paper neighbor slow down love please chill drop the paper remember them niggas from the hill up in brownville that you rode dice with my nigga fame up in prospect Nah, them my niggas, nah, love wouldn't disrespect I didn't say them They schooled me to some niggas that you knew from back when Man, you know, look I don't <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> hip-hop to the fullest uh-huh. 
I'm going to tell you, man, this song just really makes me think about the creativity because this brother is having a dialogue. You know, he's talking uh-huh. to somebody. It is him. Right, right. And he's breaking it down about the intricate plot. I mean, I, I man, this song, I, I like this song. And it, it's, it's Biggie. So, yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah, yeah. But as you're listening, and we'll, we'll kind of rush through the other ones, but as you're listening, don't you find it amazing how each song is completely different, different with the yeah. same, you know, starting point with that loop, with the sample? It's amazing. It's uh, and the creativity. That's what's crazy about it. Yeah, everybody has their own approach, yeah, and, and, and it works. Yeah, and yeah. it's fire. Yes, I mean, indeed. You know, so yeah, we haven't heard anything. You know that I'm going. Nah, I'm not really feeling that. All that stuff is the bomb diggity. I'm yeah, feeling it. yeah, it's nice, man. So this next one, I got to play this yeah. for my boy DJ LA because this is his man. That's right. This is his. This is his man. So LA, if you remember this one. This is for you, my bro. <laughs> yeah. Yo, Dre, let's kick it on the one black, and we don't stop making records of people of code, checking and respecting it because it rocks. The sales won't stop. Those of the doctor, 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 doctor. And I'm the diggy, diggy doc, y'all. Pumping the jet, y'all. DLC on the set, we be kicking fresh, y'all. Letting the bass keep going and flow with soul, so I can play. Leaving the rest of DJ Doctor Dre. Drum, I gotta get jumbo some Think it's a fable and label me not able to come Go correct, so I jet Back to my room and invent something to compliment The boom of a kick Cause I want it all like in Monopoly The great old make not a mistake Make sure it's properly done Strictly for public satisfaction So you're in all when I'm in action Cause overdue from me to you Was a song strong Bumping the tension, bumping system of Man, the DOC. Yeah. You know what, man? <laughs> it's just it's just a tragedy what happened. It, it was. I mean, you know. I, I mean, mean, he's still alive. But he still, remember, he yeah. wrote half the uh, Dre's, uh, the Chronic the album. Chronic. He wrote, I think he wrote a lot of stuff for Easy e Yeah. So he was still, you know, he's still in it. But, I mean, his voice, the delivery. That- yeah. That's what when I. When he came out, oh man, it's getting funky in yeah, here. Yeah, man, his voice, just like the delivery was just solid, man. Yeah. Nah, I, he was he was he, definitely he, he would have been one of the greatest. He was head of a greatness. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt, most man. definitely. I listen to, I still get chills, yeah, man. man. The King of King albums, I think it was one. Well. Yeah, King of Kings was that album. Um, yeah, and that and that actually, we were in Florida at the time when that okay. came out. And my boy, again, L.A. pulled me aside and said, you got to you gotta check this out. This dude is crazy. Yeah, he's with dope, it. man. And, uh, you know, then I saw he was a prodigy of, uh, of Dre. And I'm going, right. oh, no wonder. <laughs> All right. Oh, you know Dre. He, don't, <laughs> yeah. he doesn't play. When did this song come out? When was this? Was it in the night, like the, what? I'd say it was the late 80s. Late 80s? Yeah, I could find it exactly for sure. But it was the late 80s because, oh. you know what? I think it was actually still in school. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, I was in college when this came out. Um, yeah, man, that his voice was just—he was sick. Man. Yeah, and and the brother could rhyme. And listen, he every, lyrics, he was, to me, everything about him, and and there are songs that, um, and you know, I think we spoke about this once before. For me, as a producer, as you know, somebody, 
you know, I say label owner, but I mean, I put stuff out. Right. Um, when I'm listening to a track, especially when somebody sends me a demo or I've got, you know, the kids in the studio working on something, two things, you know, strike me. It's either the lyrics are so like, oh, my God, that I have to stop and listen. Oh, yeah. Or the delivery is like sometimes they could be talking about just nothing. But, but the way that they, you know, the, their cadence on it and the way that they're delivering it and you feel the emotion in it. I mean, you could be talking about peanut butter and jelly the entire time. And I'm just like, this nigga is killing peanut butter right, and jelly. Right. You know what right. I mean? And and a lot of people don't get that because you have some people who are strictly lyrics, you know. Right. Oh, they spit in cypher. And, and that that's fine. That's not necessarily me because I've listened to songs that I'm going, I really don't know what they're saying. You know, but, you know, the delivery was tight. The instrumental was tight. And those are to me that the elements that make a really good song. Because you can, you know, you can spit, you know, edu, you know, education stuff all day long. And if it's not, you You know know what I mean? Feeling it or whatever. But you know what? The DLC was nice. man. He was. And I think he was the total package. Yeah. I think he was the total package. And and I, I. I really, that's what I felt when I first yeah. heard his stuff. It would have been great to see him just do his thing. Yeah. It, it really would have. All right. We got, we got? two We're, more. I got one more. Got, okay. All right. Give it to us. The technique is ill, son. Watch out, I spill one. He's the biggie, Tupac, the yelling big pun. Havoc on the streets of static. Snitches. House niggas. Children watches. They produce the same pattern. Somebody raped our women. Murdered our babies. Hit us with the cracks and guns in the early 80s. For those that murdered me, shall stand before God. To fall at the hands of faith, then out comes the rod. Bring it back, bring it back, bring it back. the fuck is going on? I can't go to sleep. Feds jumping out their jeeps. I can't go to sleep. Babies with flies on their cheeks. It's hard to go to sleep. It's both two sixes twice. I couldn't go to sleep. Hey yo, we deep in the stands. We carry can guns. Whippy got hit her with the big shit. Bum bum. That bad the demon spot. Then pass the league spot. Don't pass our niggas again. You took a cheap shot. Yo, man, Ghostface <laughs> had a lot on his mind, man. <laughs> Naturally, that was the PG-13 version. <laughs> now, you pull. I, I never heard of this. I'd never heard it either until I was doing research on right, the song. Right. So I'd never heard it. Wow. I wonder what album that was on. I uh, I, I'll find out. I should have had that info before we started. But, but it's uh, interesting. I mean, because so many people use it. Yeah. You know, but Walker see, Park. and again, they used it completely different. That The, the sample was in the forefront. You know what I mean? Right. The sample made clearly it made everything. All right. he did was throw some drums on it, and that's and that's another way of sampling. That's another way of you know put using, it at the forefront. Yeah, put it in the front, and you know that's the track. Wow. And then to use that much of it. Yeah, I, you know mean, I mean he did not vary anything. I right. mean it was yeah pretty much it was it. That's but what he used. If you don't know the song, you're just like yo, that's dope. They came out with another banger, <laughs> right, dude. Right. You know what I mean? Nah, dude, that's <laughs> that's size okay. <laughs> that's walk on by. All right, here's we got one last one. one. Yeah, All one right. last one.
untouchable niggas spitting venom out his body with the dopest flow. And wonder why the lines are around the corner, cause the little motherfucker has the dopest show. So one time for my independent women and all the single mothers who be getting that cake. Two times for my dogs pulling triggers and my niggas in the kitchen that be flipping that way. East coast, west coast, midwest, dirty south. Then we took it all around the world. I got fans in retirement homes to teenagers and little bitty boys and girls. Drop a lyrical I wish it, you guys could see it. my face. <laughs> that surprised the hell out of me. I, you know Killing what? It. I didn't know you were gonna play that. All I know that's Ludacris at his finest. Killing it, yo. That is, but you know, Luda is sick. <laughs> you know, people forgot, man. That he was, yo, man. Yeah, he was definitely he uh, was, one of my faves. Yes, definitely one. What's of my the favorites. name of that? What is uh, it? Southern Fried Intro. That is insane, Killing dude. It. That's it. Because I was gonna ask you, who the heck is that? <laughs> I don't know. I've never heard of that, man. That's <laughs> dope. That now, nah, okay, you are you're a serious hip hop head. Dude. You got you got to put that in your I, uh, I in gotta, your collection. Yeah, because that <laughs> is just he is just he's killing it. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, he, he he put that one to bed. I was that, when I heard that, I was like, yep. Okay, let me throw this up in. This here. was in his heyday. Yeah, you know, yeah oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, this is yeah. because right now Ludacris, you know, he's act, he's doing a lot of different things. Uh, but dude, right now he's a he's a bona fide star. Right, he's a star. You but this is insane, dude. You you you, hey man. <laughs> You blew my <laughs> blew my mind, brother. You blew my mind, man. So, you know, we left a lot out because we simply just don't have the time. Oh yeah, oh um, yeah. You know, there was I, I have 103, and you said there's 1800. The 1300. The 1300. Yeah, so right. yeah, I have 100. That we that probably paid. I'm sure. Right, right. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's, it's it was a great track. Um, you know, like I told you before, I've I've heard the track. I just never knew the title of it. Yeah, um, I personally have never sampled it. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, there's there was way too much from Isaac Hayes to choose from. Yeah, he just wow, we. Uh, man. And you know what? That's another thing I want to ask. How do you decide which one to pick? Uh, again, you know that that's the crazy thing. What, you, I mean, I'm sure you know if you see videos on on uh, YouTube on how people put tracks together. It's every track that I've ever used has, you know, it's been a different story, how right. I got to it. Okay. Um, you know, I'd, sometimes I'm driving, I'm listening, and I go, oh, my God. And before Shazam, I used to pull over and write it down. Wow. And go, I got to revisit this song when I get to the studio. So I get to the studio, do some crate digging, find out, you know, that I might have it or I got to buy it or download it. It's just uh, permeated yeah. in your head. And, yeah. and when I've heard it, I already know how I want to freak it. Mm. You know, I, I'm going, okay, you know, after, you know, this right here, I, I want to take this two bars from here, and then maybe I want to skip down a little further and grab four bars from there. And then there's times that, you know, I've taken, like, the intro riff from the beginning, and then something that happened in the middle of the track, and then combine the two, because then it's going to be in the same key and the same chord progression, and then start throwing some drums on there. Mm. Um, and there's times that, you know, I've been sitting around just, you know, on the drums, you know, messing with my drum machine, come up with a wicked rhythm and I go oh you know I'm really feeling go. this there you go what can I throw in there and I really literally just crate thing um you know digging in the crates man we'll try to get Achilles to come in here one day and he'll tell you you know one time we were doing some uh we were just doing some trap songs for him and we probably spent about you know three weeks just doing trap stuff for the wolf pack okay and he said yo man I'm tired of trap I want to do something a little different and uh, he just mentioned something, and I said, "Oh, 
right, yeah. Like, Marvin Gaye, let's get it on. He said, yeah, let's get it on. And I, I went and got, let's get it on. So did you freak that? And we took, we t- but here's what we did, though. And Because uh, it's like, I'm like, okay, that's that's slow. It, but I know, you can, I know you can do a lot with that. But what we did, though, is I took the sample. I threw it in there. We uh, threw some drums on it. Then I have a man come and play keys on it. Wow. And then I realized I really didn't need the sample. So I pulled the sample out altogether. Okay, that's exactly. interesting. Exactly. So it's in the same key as Let's Get It On, but it's completely different. different. So you can't say that I sampled it. No. Or if my work is a derivative of. You know, it okay. doesn't sound like Let's Get It On, but we've done that before. I've done that many times. Wow. That I've started out with the sample. And then you just. And then, you know, by the time I get through adding, you know, it's kind of like. You know, remember there was a there's a, 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 a I think it's a story about Stone Soup. You ever hear that? Yeah, it, it's, it's remind about, me. Remind me. It's, it's, it, it was uh, some dudes that said, "Yeah, you know, uh, we make a Stone Soup," and everyone's going, "How do you make Stone Soup?" Ah, oh, we we show you how to make Stone Soup. First, you need some water, and somebody said, "I got some water," and right. somebody said, "Oh, I got some carrots," and he said, "Yeah, we could throw that in a Stone Soup," and before you know it. It was a soup, and they just took the stones out and took the people's soup. You know what okay. I mean? Right. So it's kind of like the same thing. It's you know, we, you're adding more and more on top of it, and you know, the 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 started out with the sample, but by the time the song was done, the sample was the least relevant part of the song. You know, it was a starting point. It, it was. got you there, and it they even had there. a hook. I think they kept the hook. Let's get it on, if I'm not mistaken. Damn. So, but they said, "Let's get it on." You know what I'm not saying? Not Marvin. Not, we didn't use a Marvin. Right. Right. Because I'd have to pay for it. See, that was the concept. Well, you know what? He needed that in order to create that And and production. Yeah. And, you know, uh, so now you have a dilemma. Do I credit him for, you know what he, I mean? Because what would have happened had and you not? If I hadn't the Marvin, the song right. wouldn't have sounded the same. Right. But should I pay him because I didn't actually sample See, the song? That's the conundrum. <laughs> right. So if anybody's out there and they want to write in, you know, write in and let us know. Yeah, that's you know, interesting. Should should I pay for using this? Because I didn't sample it, right? Mm, right. Uh, the chord progression is similar, but it's not the same. So they can't say that I took the chord progression and I didn't sample, you know, I, I did not infringe in that copyright with the SR, with the sound recording. That was almost like your maybe that was your muse. Right, exactly. That's I was gonna say it, that was know, my inspiration. Yeah. And you know, I can't there's not one producer out there that can't tell me that they don't listen oh, yeah. to something that's hot and go, Yeah, right. let's do something similar to this. Exactly. Because we'd go into the studio and then and if a label said something or a management said something, yo, we need something that sounds like this. Then, you know, we sit down and I go through uh, I used to go to track source. And for the EDM stuff and listening to what was hot. Okay. And go, okay, yeah, this is what's hot right now. It's Electro House. And Electro House is about 125 to 128 BPM. So I'll start out with something like that. Or when we did the dubstep remix, you know, I listened to, you know, Skrillex and Nero and, and you know, some of the guys that were hot doing dubstep. And, you know, I, I, we listened for hours. Right. And it's okay. some inspiration, man. Yeah, you know, yeah. I said, okay, because it's not, it wasn't really my, you know, my genre. Okay. But I had to listen to how the drums were, what sounds they're using for the drums, because, you know, dubstep, it all sounds very similar. Wow. And Skrillex, um, they, that kid's a programmer. I mean, you know what? I'm going to have to write that. Skrillex? Skrillex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, uh, yeah, we'll have to talk a little bit about that, because I'm, I'm like, you got me really interested in that. Yeah, no, he's, that, he, that, he's, he's one of the breakout, uh, DJs, producers, young for, cat, yeah, young kid, okay, um, a musician too. So he wow, started out as helps. a musician, yeah. yeah, okay. And uh, the stuff that he was coming up with, man, was just blowing me away. 
Um, wow. He he was my first introduction into dubstep, listening to it, and then you know, uh, and dubstep very similar to jungle as far as how the drums uh, are programmed. But I had to get into it. I had to listen to it before we could do that mix. Okay. Well, I'm going to listen to it, but, you know, I, I, I'm not going to be able to do anything with it, but now I just want to listen to it. Yeah, I'm going to get you a drum machine for Christmas. <laughs> oh, that's going to be hilarious. I'm going to get you an original MPC-60. <laughs> oh. Okay, okay, do that, my brother. Wow, man. This has been a blast, man. Oh, definitely. You know, I always just, love chopping it up. Yeah, it, I mean, it's so much. And, dude, you bring a lot to the table. I mean, I li- it's almost like you're the mad scientist breaking this down. I like oh, that. Oh, please, is. I, I, that's... What I, mean, I know could fit in a thimble. That's pretty no, much. No, dude, no, not at all, <laughs> man. No, and we, and you know what? We understand why this song was taken. It was used, yeah, you know, by so many of the greats. I mean, it's a hell of a song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, know, it's it's got all the elements. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's a great song by itself that right. works, and you know that's what makes a good sample. You know, was it a banger by itself? You know, does it have the elements to lift and and to make uh, subsequent other you know creation from right, that right and uh there's just certain songs that you know that does that and it stands the test of time as yeah. well you know still we you know this is played both yeah. versions to be yeah. honest with you oh yeah well yeah, i mean, I mean we the Aaron warwick's yeah. version i mean come yeah, on yeah that's that's the original yeah but i mean you still hear it um, wow i was gonna say yeah there was uh this one song that no matter how you sample it whether you play it by itself just some of those songs it, it's they just resonate, stand, man. They stand they, the yeah, test of time. Yeah. And you don't mind that, no. oh, somebody else sampled it. And then, oh, my God, right. this person sampled it. Right. And then that person sampled it because it's all completely different. It's not the same. Right. It's not the same. All right, Mr. me. Mr. Thrush. Mr. Wicks. Always, man. This has been a this has been a blast. Always, always, always. Uh, same uh, bat time, same bat, bat channel. channel. Um, and uh, do you know what song you think about? You know what, man? Week? It's got to be a surprise, man. Okay, all right. We'll it's going to be a surprise know. to me, too. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but it's going to be a surprise, man, all because right. it's, hey, we're here, man. We'll, uh, we're here. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll know when, uh, when you hit me up and go, yo, B. I got it. That's <laughs> what I'm going to do. Mr. Thrush, I got it, man. I got it. But anyway, right. yeah, we'll, 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 it's going to be a surprise. Cool. We'll uh, you know. So next week, we'll have all of the social media links for everybody to uh, hit us up on. Oh, yeah. Uh, and nice. definitely send in, uh, once we get you with the social media links, uh, you know, hit us up if you have any songs that you would like to hear. Yes, please do that. We want your input. And also, if there's songs that we left out yes. that you think was just an absolute burner. Yeah. And uh, we didn't play it for, you know, the uh, the original Brinette Beatback track. We can talk about it. All right. We can talk about it. So cool, man. Uh, Till next week. Till next week, people. We will uh, We'll be checking out. This is uh, Nate Wicks, Tom Thrush for Brunette Beatback, uh, Skyhawk Radio, On the Rise Radio. Peace. Peace out.